0: We now continue with more of the Mark Milton Show with the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590 thefancom Cowboys ain't easy to love, and they're harder to hold. rather give you
1: All right, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show. Can I stop you right now? Sure.
0: You're not going to take it to the to the the chorus part. Of this? I know. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, Dave.
1: Here we go. Smash is gonna sing it for us. I'm not gonna say here just to hear it. I do too. The hook line right there. I here. do too. Ian Flanagan. Here we go. Mothers don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let
0: them take guitars and drive them
1: motorcycles. Let
0: them be doctors and lawyers and such.
1: All right, my mama let me become a lawyer, so I am the STL Tax Lawyer here at the Mark Milton Show. My mama told me to ride out of town <laughs> with the smash. Joining you from the Miller Furniture Studios, and again, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Interesting case came out a couple weeks ago, smash, yeah. I want to talk about. But first, I want to talk about my friend Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage. Oh, yes. If you're in the market for a new home, looking to buy, looking to refinance, give Andy Newbold a shot at your business on the mortgage side. Uh we refinanced refinance with him.
0: He was here. Uh, a, a few week months ago he was on the show.
1: Yep. Uh last week you could check out his appearance. Um uh, talking about the the housing market right now just being kind of bananas. Yeah. Um so it's never been more important to have uh you know be pre-qualified for a mortgage and Andy's just super good guy, great to work with, knows his stuff. Got a great team over there at First Bank. So like I said, If you're in the market for a mortgage, please give them a shot at your business. Another thing I like about First Bank is they're not a broker. They actually own and service the loans, which I find, you know, appealing. You know, a lot of times you go through a broker, they end up selling the loan off, and you get a notice from Chase Bank or whoever it is that they sold it it to. Um, and, And I think as a result, you also pay less, you know, in terms of fees. That's something that... People don't realize when you're paying a broker to do a mortgage, you may end up be paying more in terms of fees and costs. Mm. So Andy can break it all down for you, so be sure to give him a call. Again, that's Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage. You can email him at andy.newbold at fbol.com. You can also check him out on Facebook. He's got a Facebook page. Search for Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage. Smash. Mm. Um, taxes. Tax court opinion that came out a couple of weeks ago I want to talk about. There's a gentleman by the name of Constantine... I'm gonna butcher his last name, Anakir, who was an experimental physicist. Okay. That was his that was his profession. Yeah, I remember him. I, he, I was one before. <laughs> he and his wife, okay, he and his wife uh, spent six point four million dollars over a couple year period on their credit cards in order to generate significant cash back and, and other rewards on their use of their credit cards. Can I
0: stop you for a second? Sure. Who gets six point four million dollars on a credit card? Well,
1: here's what they did. So, what they would do is they, had, in particular, they had an American Express card yeah. that offered five percent cash back on things like grocery. You know, you sometimes get those alerts. Yeah. Hey, this month it's five percent back on groceries, so whatever. Black, black cards like James Bond has. I, I don't know what the nature of this one was, but essentially, uh, they were able to get five percent cash back, and he mm. had an idea, being the you know experimental physicist sure. that he was. What if I we guess. go in and, you know, buy gift cards at grocery stores so that from the credit card standpoint, it's showing up as a grocery store purchase, ah. and so we'll generate the 5% cash back, buy Visa gift cards, buy, you know, Walmart yeah. gift, whatever the, whatever the you know, you go into a grocery store, you see the kiosk with all the, gr- the right. debit cards, and then what he would do is he would use, specifically, they were buying Visa debit cards with the money. They would buy like $500 Visa debit cards, and then... Uh, they would activate them. So let's say let's think about that. If you got five percent cash back on a five hundred dollar purchase, that'd be twenty five dollars. Yeah, that you're earning for okay. every purchase. Okay. So that's what they were doing. He was generating Jeez. this this huge cash back, and then he would cash out the money at an ATM, deposit the money into his bank account, and just or or use the debit cards for other expenses, uh, pay bills. Nice. They actually they actually go to the post office. And buy money orders as well. Nice with the debit cards, and then deposit the money orders into I, the bank. Account. I don't condone it. But well, that's smart. It's very smart, and uh, it also draw drew the ire of the government because yeah. I think some suspicious activity reports got filed by his bank. It led to the Treasury Department looking into it. Nice. Ultimately, they I think decided he wasn't engaging in any illegal activity or money laundering. It was just you know part of what yeah. his plan was to try to make money. He was trying to make more money on this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, scheme is probably too hard of a word, but mm-hmm. plan. Let's let's yeah. call it a plan. Plan. So, uh, government gets wind of it through the you know uh, suspicious activity. IRS decides, hey, we're going to audit this guy and we're going to try to tax him on the money he was receiving. Okay. Historically, the IRS has taken the position that uh, you know rewards, credit card rewards, frequent flyer miles, even though it's generating real benefit, economic benefit to the yeah. people who get them. They've taken sort of a administrative position, if you will, that that's not taxable income. But in this case, they tried to tax all this income as ordinary income, and long battle. I mean, the tax years at issue here were were 2013 and 2014. Um, they tried to they hit them with an additional income of like 310 thousand. I think the tax oh, really? bill was like a hundred grand. Mm. Um, but they ultimately they largely won uh, at the tax court with an opinion that came out uh from Judge Goki. Now Judge Goki got a little history with Judge Goki. I used to play basketball. Yeah, on the US Tax the US Tax Court judges. Uh, the US Tax Court was located across from my office in DC. Yeah. And I was fortunate to get invited to play basketball with a group of uh, Tax Court clerks that would play ball at the Georgetown mm-hmm. Law Center there which was right across the street. And Judge Goki would actually come out and hoop and his daughter came out one week and posted a double double on my friend Alex Kugelman, friend of the show, Alex uh-huh. Kugelman, who's about six foot five, yeah. got totally owned by Judge Goki's daughter on the <laughs> basketball court. Really? So, yeah, he'll never live that down. Wow. But anyway, Judge Goki wrote the opinion, and yeah. I, I wanted to read this, this paragraph because I think it's interesting. Because um, he's basically blaming the IRS for hey, you've said you're not going to tax or you're not going to go after people for their yeah. rewards, their frequent right. flyer miles. So it's kind of, you've created this problem. He right. says, this case rests squarely in the legal chasm between the basic principle to broadly define income and respondents' own policy. That's respondents to the IRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the taxpayers' aggressive efforts to generate reward dollars have created a dilemma for the IRS, which is largely the result of the vagueness of IRS credit card reward policy. The taxpayers clearly acquired economic benefits by cleverly and relentlessly manipulating the rewards program. Their actions never offended American Express and had Mr. Ennekeev not been so successful in his efforts, he likely would have been ignored by the IRS. However, the scale of his success in acquiring rewards makes this case an extreme test of the longstanding non-taxability of credit card reward programs. To avoid offending his own longstanding policy, IRS seeks to apply the cash equivalence concept. As we will explain herein, we do not find it is a good fit. So he's basically saying, he basically ruled, I don't believe this is cash that they're receiving you know, on its face, so yeah. I'm not going to allow you to tax it. Now, there's some other nuances to the opinion, but it does raise the issue of down the road, will the IRS change course and try to start taxing people on frequent flyer miles, yep. cashback, all yep. that stuff, which largely has been ignored or, or kind of just accepted by the IRS as not taxable.
0: That would ruin businesses, man.
1: It would ruin... Well, so a lot of people, if they have like a corporate credit card too, they benefit from the miles, and if they start getting taxed on that, it's going to be, you know, if you don't want to travel, if you don't want to earn miles, some people don't earn miles. And I think that's largely why the IRS has not gone after it is because from an enforcement standpoint, it would be sort of a nightmare to try to track and report all that, which is a big factor. What I thought was interesting about this case, if I was the IRS, I I think they screwed up here in their approach. I would have argued as the government that, this isn't just ordinary income. This is self-employment income. That Ooh, this guy's really? going out there. He's basically made a business. Good point. Out of, now. If they had me I as the commissioner, I might have been able to you right know, win this case for the government. Yes. But basically, if they had argued that no, this wasn't just gratuitous, um, you know, or, or like they said, the ag- aggressiveness or relentless manipulation of the program. This was truly a business, and therefore. He was really self-employed in what he was doing, and therefore he should have had to pay Yeah, um, you know, not only income tax but, but self-employment tax. I think that mm-hmm. might have been a better argument because they were basically just trying to – they were sort of shifting the landscape and saying, hey, what this guy did, um, he did it on such a large scale. We want to tax him on it versus the guy who's just earning regular cash back. Mm-hmm. I think if they had shifted and made the argument more so about him doing this as a business and making money, the outcome might have been different for the government. Do you think that's that, Yeah. Do you, Do you think that he could put his wife on there as an employee if, by chance, that uh, he got busted well, like Well, it sounds like well, it sounds like they were <laughs> doing it thinking. together. But I mean, the benefit of that would be. I mean, he'd have to pay her. Sal- you know, he'd have to pay her and and all that. So I don't know if that would have. That well, would a slice off of that deal, don't she? Well, I think they were both benefiting. I mean, they yeah. made like I said, they made over close to four hundred thousand dollars doing this over a several nice. several year period. Yeah. <clears throat> so pretty fascinating. I tell you, what's fascinating is that these
0: uh, folks, see, this is the pisser of the whole deal, man. A guy's busting his rear end to feed his family, to not have to go under financially. And these guys over here playing uh, games, but making business out of, you know, in a way it's card sharking. You know?
1: Well oh, the card has to be your credit card. But I will say, I mean, there's real work involved. That's the other thing. Well, like, I mean, he's, he's obviously point. going to the store every day to do this, yeah. cashing in the yeah. buying money orders. I mean, there's he had to have spent quite a bit of time yeah. doing all this. Yeah. Um, obviously, it paid off for him, and I don't know what he paid in legal fees to challenge the IRS, but yeah. um, I'm sure that was no small, small tell you task. What, I couldn't pull off something like that, and I'll tell you why. Because
0: every time I went to the grocery store, like now— I don't go to the grocery store that often because every time I do, I I always buy a set of Hostess Ho Hos. Mm-hmm. You get three of them in, in a pack. <laughs> I would go back so many times that I would probably be bloated up to the point of explosion, and thus that kind of deal wouldn't work for me. So, in an effort to save my life, I am not doing that deal. Well, and if IRS. you're thinking
1: about going out there and doing the same scheme, I, I believe they have. Don't uh, do I it. read something that they've stopped. Uh, you know, the, they're no longer giving cat. They're somehow able to identify when people are purchasing gift cards yeah. versus you know actual purchases so it's no longer a viable mm-hmm. a viable thing and uh i know that the the grocery stores and, and other retail uh stores are, are on this sort of thing mm-hmm. and i think the credit card companies are also onto it and they're putting caps on what you can what you can earn because i think back yeah. then whew, a little, little, well, little well, was destiny. one of the first I ate, things I, I told you, you told the one to the first before thing? i had i told you i shouldn't have eaten but i had Delicious brunch at Rosalita. Oh, well, Rosalita—that's a different deal. Yes, which everyone yeah. can do. They I can love enjoy Rosalita's, Rosalita's anytime yeah, I know. out west in Pair. Yeah, uh, Smash and I actually ate there last there last, last week? week. Oh, delicious! What, you had the. Uh, Veggie fajitas veggie, again. Yeah, uh, fajitas. Quesadillas.
0: And, and and the cheese was, I don't know what kind of cheese they used, but it was just melted perfectly. We
1: probably pounded about, I would say, four or five dishes of <laughs> salsa and chips. And chips. Nice, delicious oh, iced teas. I mean, we had a really nice time. At oh, Rosalita's fantastic. last week. yeah, Rosalita's West uh, in De Pere. Yep. Right off Manchester on the south side of Manchester there. You can check them out. You can also check them out downtown on Washington Avenue. Rosalita's Cantina. Really, the best Mexican you will find, That's I think, good. in the St. Louis area. It is good. think, what I, I had the fajitas last time. I mean, yeah. just the portions. Yeah, and the portion. You, you have really you split. ever seen me take anything home? <clears throat> I always eat it. I couldn't eat everything. Yeah, you had to take, Delicious. smash it to take the doggy bag. Yeah. So. but we had a great time as always at Rosalita's. Uh, be sure to check them out. And uh, we got another sponsor, Bright House Plumbing. Oh, yes. Bright House. I know you've had some internal plumbing issues yourself. I was back there Thursday. And we might have to call them. if you're going to put this tiny house in my backyard, we're going to have to probably get you set up with an outhouse of some kind. Well, I was going to say, Loop tiny house, it. but big bathroom, please. <laughs> big bathroom and a functioning toilet. We'll give Bright House Plumbing a call. You can find them at brighthouseco.com for all your plumbing needs. In addition, they also offer junk removal. And power washing, I was looking at my house the other day, you know, coming out of the winter, you got a lot of debris and, and salt and all this stuff over, you know, over the time that's accumulated on our white house. We have a white exterior, so I'm definitely going to be calling Bright House Plumbing to come out and power wash the house before uh, before summer. Do you
0: think that maybe we could maybe get a sponsor like Lowe's or Home Depot and uh, for my tiny house, I could, like, get a window?
1: <laughs> we could probably work on some. Something like that. Ace Hardware. If you're out there, if you're listening, yes, and you're a hardware store, yeah, please reach out. Or we window and doors. We get a window and door sponsorship. How about That'd windows? Be good.
0: Windows for the smash. Let's call it like that. It'd be kind of like a big, uh, you know, charity type smashing of
1: thing. windows with the smash. Well, no, I mean breaking glass. Well, I'm saying if people got <laughs> oh, broken glass. Saying, really? They're going to need a window replacement. Right off, we can work on that. Beautiful. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios again. Miller Furniture with locations in Belleville, Illinois, my hometown, as well as Lake St. Louis and Ellisville. I mean, mm-hmm. they really got you triangulated here yeah. in the St. Louis area. If you're yeah. in the market for home furniture, please make Miller Furniture your first stop. You will not be disappointed mm-hmm. with their selection. Mm-hmm. I assure you, like I said, the, probably the largest selection of American-made furniture in the St. Louis area. They'll take great care of you. Be sure to tell them Milty and the Smash sent you. Yes, sir, Mr. Smash. Can you get a message
0: to the, the family? Mr. Mil- sure. Wentzville. That's all I'm saying. If they the had one up in Wentzville, yeah.
1: I'll let them know. Wentzville. I'll let them know. You can find us here on 590, 590 Download our podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and listen to us anytime. This is the Mark Milton Show with The Smash. Thank you for listening, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Yep. And presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.